Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Celtics win 118 to 114 in triple overtime. It's a super casual post-Blizzard edition of the Garden Report. Celtics blog and CLNS radio. Celtics win 118 to 114. Triple overtime in this one. It was a long one. It's the first uh, triple OT win since 99 against the Vancouver Grizzlies. First win at home since 96 against the Raptors. Stats oh. the Lord for you. Good. Uh, this is the Garter Report on Celtics Blog and CLNS Radio. With me, as always, Evan Clinchy and special guest filling in for Jimmy Toscano, Travis Singleton. We like him better. I'm bad. I'm bad. They don't like Jimmy anymore. No. Not at all. Yeah, but Jimmy didn't have enough chin hair going on, so we replaced oh, yeah, it with uh, you know, Travis. Hey, he's been trying to take over. Not enough height either. Whatever. <laughs> so this is a more casual, no tie edition. I'm out rocking a suit. It's my off day, so I'm taking advantage of that. Uh, but the Celtics did not get to relax today. KG talked about how they didn't really get to sleep in because of the snowstorm. <laughs> the blizzard, yep. And they. Uh, they were able to somehow last with the biggest running team in all of basketball, the Denver Nuggets, who happened to be the hottest team in all of basketball. They came in on a nine-game winning streak. Celtics only streak right now longer than the Celtics, yeah. uh, who are at the six-game winning streak. And, of course, they make it a seven-game winning streak. And the post-Rondo era continues to be absolutely perfect. Uh, this is their first, or I guess their second win in the post-Rondo era. First time since they actually knew before the game that he wasn't yeah. playing, yep. that they beat a full-strength team actually playing really well. The Clippers, the Lakers, all of them are hurt. Toronto's kind of a new team. We're still trying to figure out what they are. But they faced the red-hot Denver team, and they somehow are able to hold on to that game, a game in which they led pretty much the entire way until they gave up a lead in like the, like the pretty much the end of the fourth yeah, quarter. Fourth quarter yeah. uh, but we'll start. There's a few guys that we have to show a lot of love to on both sides. But we'll start with Jason Terry. Because the guy took a ton of three pointers tonight, <laughs> um, he just—he's he, finally coming to his own. Yep. The role—the role is finally figured out for him. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they keep saying that nothing's changed, but that, that's you not passed the smell test at all. But Travis, how good was Jason tonight? How good is he now that it seems like he's finally found his way in the system? Now that he found his role, you know, I feel like everything is opening up now. You know, he's finding his role off the bench. He's hitting his shots now. Before they was like, oh, he needs the he needs you know the ball to create, um, you know, and they felt like it was getting clogged with him and Courtney Lee, Bradley. But now he's getting the ball in his spots, and he's actually using the pump fake and you know going inside, taking a you know a little jumper, mid range jumper. So he's actually moving around and he's doing the things that he was doing in Dallas now, you know, and he's actually coming to his own. And um, he made some huge, huge shots for us tonight. He shot a lot of threes, like you said, fourteen. He was a five for fourteen from three point line. 
but he definitely hit the ones that he needed to hit, you know, and he hit it right on the nose. And I think that he's coming into his own, like I said, and the team, they just, they they got a lot of confidence in him. I mean, we shouldn't praise Terry too much because he did miss, I think, seven threes in a row in this game. <laughs> but, you know, now that he's one of the veteran leaders of this team, he's got the confidence to keep shooting even when he is missing. Mm. And, you know, we, Terry was talking after the game tonight about how he and Pierce and Garnett are the triple OGs. Triple, triple OG. <laughs> he's got confidence because he's looked to now as one of the leaders of this team. He's one of the three yeah. veteran leaders who's won a championship before. Mm-hmm. There's only three guys on the team now that have won a title before. Yeah. Pierce, Garnett, and him, and that's it. And he's a guy who's looked to to carry this team. Even, even when he's missing seven shots in a row, he's going to keep shooting because he has confidence in himself to keep exactly. shooting. And so, you know, he gave us that cliche, shoot or shoot, shoot or shoot. I mean, tonight he just kept shooting, and eventually it went in. Yeah. You know, you don't want to miss seven in a row ever, but if you have the confidence to take that eighth one, that takes the stones. So yeah. hats off to him. When I talked to him, he said that um, he was like, you know, he's gonna, he said he can miss 20. He said that 21st <laughs> shot. Could be that one that you know that the team needs. So he said he loves he loves having the pressure on him on his shoulders, and he said he loves those big moments. Well, he's an old guy and he's reliable. And <laughs> let's uh, let's see what he said about uh, how there's kind of a group of let's say a little bit older than 30 year olds on this team. Mm-hmm. Not only was Paul Pierce shot tremendous, but I thought Kevin Hart was 50 years old. For him to make those <laughs> shots that he made when we direly needed them. Uh, was tremendous for us. What, triple OGs. Uh, again, I'll take experience over youth and athleticism any day, especially in this league. Uh, when it's a big game, when it's playoffs, when it's the NBA Finals, you got to have guys that have been there before. And I think that's where that experience comes in at. And again, if it's a game to be won, those three guys on the floor, you got a good chance to win it. And that's what I'm saying. So if he's 50, I'm 50, and we're not making shots, he just tells you, man, it got to be the heart. Uh, and it's there every night. I mean, regardless if we're up 20 or down 20, they lead the same way. By example, uh, P's a little more vocal than KG on the court in, in games, but uh, for the most part, you know, guys just follow their example. And what's the trickle-down effect of that from top to bottom? Well, I think everybody feeds off of it, especially the younger guys that had you know, been through as many battles or been in tough, close, triple overtime games. Uh, they see us, they see we're resilient, they see the calmness over our face, and it, it makes them at ease a little more. Just no screen chicken itself. So Jason joking around about how old uh, that team is. We saw Kevin's rebuttal there. He's not exactly a fresh chicken or a spring chicken. Spring chicken. Uh, but, yeah, same thing. Um, <laughs> not really. But so... Jason came through at the end, but like you said, he missed a ton of threes in a row. He only shoots five for 14. But Paul carried them most of the game, yeah. then kind of lets uh, Jeff, Jason, Kevin carry them. Then at the end, he shows up again. Mm. Tonight was one of those games where they had contributions from everyone at different points in time, where basically everybody was able to step up for them. Now, Jason obviously is the big shooter for this team, where he's finally taking on this role as the big shooter for this team, Evans. Yeah. But you had Paul and KG step up at different points in time in this game. I mean, how, how do you think that works as far as continuing throughout the season, but specifically tonight? I mean, how, how, how exactly did they make that work? Uh, Pierce is just continuing to prove that he'll give the game whatever it needs. You know, he's always going to be a scorer in the 17, 18, 19 points a game area on average, but he can also adapt and do other things. If, if they need a defensive stop on a certain guy, he can step up. If they need a, an assist, if they need a rebound, he can kind of give this game whatever it needs. You know, Pierce has had pretty steady scoring numbers whether Rondo's been in the game or not all season. But his assists have gone up without Rondo. His rebounds have gone up without Rondo. He's giving the game other things. And tonight he was all over the stat sheet. 27 points, 14 rebounds, 14 assists. 
I mean, he, he was chasing the triple-double a little bit. He, you saw it in the fourth quarter, he had the rebounds already, he had the points, he was trying to get three more assists, and he was pass, 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 every possession trying to get those assists. He finally got it, and he stopped forcing the numbers, and he just kind of started playing. Mm-hmm. And just naturally, he just gave this game everything he needed, whether it was assists or rebounds or whatever. I mean, he was all over the place doing everything. He definitely was. Uh, let's talk about a few big plays. There okay. was uh, there was a step-back three for Paul first yeah. over time. Yeah. The send-it-back, I mean, just... Paul had a lot of those shots tonight where he was locked in. Yep. There was one where he like pulled up from like twenty five feet out and wasn't even thinking about it. He has those kind of shots. But, I mean, they going? Yeah. yeah, but I mean, Travis, what was the was there a rhythm tonight or was it just Paul kind of stepping up when he needed to? I think it was. I think it was a little bit of both. You know, because in the in the beginning of beginning stages of the game, he was on fire. Like he was doing everything he needed to do to get his team motivated and get them in the games. And then, like you said, we had the game going. We had the game. We had the lead for pretty much the whole game until the fourth. And um, then he, he started turning into that facilitator, like we was talking about. He wanted to turn into the passer, get his people, you know, get the other players involved, you know. And when he does that, it opens up a lot of avenues for everybody else because if he's facilitating, then they have to watch him on the perimeter. If he's going in, then he can kick it out to KG. You know, he was getting everybody involved. And when he takes... Those um big shots, you know, especially the overtime, the overtime um what was it the first double, was, overtime, double yeah. overtime, he hit that three that step back three pointer, yeah. that was you know that was pure Paul Pierce right there, and that's when he actually took over the game going into the third overtime too. Yeah, I mean Doc was asked about that that shot that Pierce made to end the second overtime, and he said that the original plan was to have a pick and roll for Pierce, and then the backup plan was to have Jet step up and hit a shot, mm. and then the play breaks down and they got nothing left, and Pierce just kind of improvises and shoots. And Doc was like, I'd love to say I had something to do with that, but really I was just like any fan on the sidelines begging, like, please, please, please go in. <laughs> like, Doc had nothing to do with it. It was just Pierce creating for himself because he was desperate. Yeah. And, you know, desperate times call for Paul Pierce stepping up and oh, yeah, away three. I mean, that was just ridiculous. That was just Pierce at his best. Moments like that is why he's the truth. Because he <laughs> just, go. he put that three up, and I was like, oh, boy. And when it went in, I said, yes, that's, that's <laughs> Paul Pierce for you. You know, so just he's he. Whenever we need him, he steps up. If we need rebounds, he's there. We need assists, he's there. We need him to step up and be a scorer, he's there. You know, and and I'm actually disappointed he's not an all star. You know, because he every night he's he's in there. Every night he's giving us what we need. And you know, all star is somebody that contributes to the team. You know, and he's one of the big. He, he is our team. You know, you take Rondo out the mix. Look at who's taking over, Paul Pierce. Well. Doc, touching the subject, let's uh, take a look at what he said. Well, you know, the, the original play was Pierce coming off, pick and roll. If he can get a three off, get it. If not, Jet. Then it was broken, and, and Paul just made a play. I mean, that's what great players do. I mean, I would love to tell you I had something to do with it. Uh, I was sitting just like the fans playing, please, Lord, Paul, make a shot. Someone told me in the, in the, in the back that uh, the Nuggets don't have an all-star. That, that, that happens, man. You know, Gallinari, you know, Todd Lawson. He really needs to check himself about you know the personnel and the player. You know, those, you know some you know, the young guys, the dread, the roster, whatever. You know, he's playing great basketball. You know, and I think with Dobby, you know, like they got they got guys who deserve to be on that team. So that 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 battle. So KG talking about how there should be some Denver guys that are all stars. Uh, mm-hmm. There there were some unbelievable plays. Let's kind of run through the big plays that kind of made their mark on this game. Yeah. You have uh, Ty Lawson after he after he blew a couple clutch plays at the end of the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. There it looked like Denver was screwed, 
And then he he has a couple big plays, but the biggest one was the one that tied it up to set it to overtime, where he gets the ball in the corner, he does a swing, he does like a swing move over Avery, who had overshot the uh, corner defense there, yep. and he does a great job of getting his right hand on Avery's hip and keeping Avery off a little bit without committing the foul, and it's an amazing shot. With that, was, that was amazing. That was brilliant there. And then you have, uh, to end the first overtime, Jeff Green. Jeff <laughs> oh, Green. Yeah. And what I didn't appreciate before, because I was sitting on the other end of the court, was how good of a pass that was by Kevin. Yeah. Kevin has a really reach, throw a really difficult pass to Jeff, and Jeff hits a brilliant shot there. And then, of course, you have uh, coming after that the Paul step back oh, in, yeah. in the second overtime. Beautiful, beautiful. That, <laughs> you know, but the most amazing, you know, that was a huge rainbow. We have an even bigger rainbow coming from Gallinari. In the that was <laughs> impressive. Third overtime. Where it's just, he just heaves up a prayer at the end of the shot clock, and it's like it goes over the uh, over the shot clock. It hit it hit like the lower stratosphere a little bit. You got to got to add in KG's arm. His hand was in that in that play too. And what was so amazing was there were so many shots where the Celtics defended it, or really just on both sides, where the play was defended flawlessly. Yeah, absolutely perfect, collapsing into the lane on those yeah. shots by uh, the Terry three, of course, also. Um, yeah. Late in the game, but all those shots were really good collapsing on the Denver defense there. And then on the other end, it was the Celtics doing a great job of of kind of getting out on the shooters when they were yeah. taking the shots. You know, the, they got away with it where there was the Gallinari one in the double overtime where he goes at the rim. You saw you see that Bradley doesn't crash the drive yeah. on him, mm-hmm. and he gets the wide open lane to get there. And you're thinking, oh my God, he's going to hit the shot. The game's over right here. And the Paul does a great job of stepping up, up on up, him. Yeah. And Gallinari doesn't go for the foul because Paul stepped up out of the restricted area, yeah. and he didn't want to have to take the charge. He's on the road. He knows there's a pretty good chance he's going to take the charge. So he has to kind of shoot over to his left where he misses the shot. So all in all, you had some unbelievable game-breaking plays. Uh, yeah. uh, let's just, just talk about them. The game, the game. <laughs> enough of me, me running through. Let's just talk about the it. The game was incredible, hands down. This was probably one of the best games all season, and they needed this. Nine, they had a nine-game winning streak coming in, and the Lawson's play. He needs a lot of credit for that play because um, he had another play where um, he actually they the play got broken up where the Celtics had him wide open. Yeah. You know, and I don't know which overtime that was in, but he he hit that shot. He hit a lot of big shots for them tonight, and um. That the one in the regulation, that was that was that was nice. He created his own shot, but Jeff Green, I think his shot was really big because we always pray, we pray that he makes that corner shot. And um, not that we're homers or anything like that. But yep. we trust me. So he finally hit that, and you know that was huge. That was huge for him. And like you said, the KG pass was even bigger. But you know the mindset for Jeff just to hit that 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 can boost somebody's confidence up. Well, yeah, I think the three from Green was the most surprising of yeah, all. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's I mean, why like, we yeah. all expect Ty Lawson to drive for the basket. Exactly. Before. We expect Paul Pierce to hit a clutch jump shot. We didn't expect Green to hit that corner. Yeah, the fact that Jeff Green took one three the entire night and it was that one, the corner three that ties the game in overtime. That's what really shocked you because yeah. we've all been talking all season. When is Jeff Green going to get more aggressive? When is he going to step up and assert himself? Yeah. He takes one three all night, and it's that one? Yeah. I mean, you got to be kidding me. That's storybook stuff right well, there. You said before we went on the air, he was perfect from three. He was perfect. One he was one. perfect. One for one. But it's actually, I don't think many people realize this until you actually go to NBA.com and look at the shot chart. Mm-hmm. Besides right at the rim, or obviously that's yeah. what he's known for, that left corner three is actually his hottest zone. That's the only zone where he's shooting like wow. 50%. Besides like right at the rim. Something? Yeah, so he's at, no, it's like, it's like 21 for 30. Four or something like that. Okay, he's actually okay. pretty good at that left corner three, a lot like how Avery really was. I think he was actually the highest percentage shooter from the right corner last year in the league. Okay. Jeff, surprisingly, is one of the top shooters in the left corner in the league. 
He definitely hit it tonight. You know, one for one. I'll take that any day. Well, clearly the Celtics <laughs> need to work to, uh, that shot to him more. Yeah, they do. Uh, and we need to get the boxing out more. Okay. We didn't get to do it last episode, so we're going to do it this episode. Evans, right. let's work our way left to right. All right. Okay. Like in English, what was your uh, stat of the night tonight? My stat of the night is three seconds. If Paul Pierce had played three seconds longer, he would have tied his career high for <laughs> in the game. He played twenty. He played 54-11 tonight. His career high was 54-14, which he played in a double overtime game against Cleveland in 2006. Uh, 54-11, he's got another game tomorrow night in Charlotte. I mean, yep. he's been playing major minutes all season, especially now with Rondo out. Incredible minutes, 54-11. It's just amazing. Um, I have to go with Jeff Green. You know, that one shot, that one three-pointer, you know, he was 100%. One for one. one, for one. He was, you know, <laughs> that was a big shot for us. Because um, they gave it to him in a, in a pressure, you know, situation. And um, he came through with us. 23.8 seconds left on the clock. And um, and he definitely drained it. And, um, you know, that's my stat of the night. I got to give him a lot of props because, you know, like like you said, a lot of people have been on him for that for that corner three. And um, when we needed him, he was, he was there and he delivered. Uh, and then for me, uh, I just want to shine light on this number, even though I'm not going to make it my stat of the night. But okay. 65 rebounds for the Nuggets. When the hell's the last time you saw yeah. a team get 60-plus rebounds? Yeah. That, that is crazy. JaVale uh, McGee had 16 off the bench. Off the bench. <laughs> off the bench. <laughs> off the bench. ridiculous. Yeah. In 32 minutes, 16 rebounds, 32 minutes. That's, Not that's pretty incredible. That is incredible. Uh, but just for the sake of giving the guys some props, and because, although I think I did last time, because it was pretty much my first time to do it the whole year, and because they won the game, Jason Terry attempted 14 three-pointers. So mm-hmm. how often do you see... You know, usually the Celtics usually attempt around 14 threes as, as a team so in a game. Yeah. yeah, for him to do that, and he took like 12, I think, in regulation. So that was yeah. just a ton of regulation. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, but so Jason, uh, he hit, didn't hit a ton of threes, but he took a ton of threes. 5 to 14. But he yeah. talked about that as well after the game. Uh, my instinct, my gut, my, uh, you know, tell him to keep shooting. You know, and Paul Pierce did a hell of a job uh, drawing defenders all night long and, I just know if I got a clean, clean look, uncontested, I'll come knock it down. Baller of the nighttime. Ty Lawson was awesome, but he didn't win. This is the Celtics postgame show, so we're going to talk about uh, three Celtics players. Uh, Travis, Again, special guest. Special guest, huh? You do it. Um, I got to go with Jason Terry. Right. I got to go with my man Jason Terry. Um, he um he balled out tonight. He had uh, 26 points, you know, and um, his, his presence, you know, the big shot, you know, they needed big clutch shots, you know, and when he got the ball, he made the most of it in overtime. That's when he played. His overtime, you know, definitely first, second, and third, he actually made a lot of shots that, you know, actually mattered and, and kept us, you know, afloat to even get us into the second and third overtime. So I got to go with Jason Terry. And um, he just balled out. He, he Even though he shot 14 threes and only made five, you know, I'm still going to go with him. He had 26 tonight, and, um, you know, He's just—he's been—he's been on a roll. He's been on a roll. He's finding his niche, and um, he actually knows who he is now. You know, on the team, and he knows what he has to do, and he knows that he's a veteran, and that you know the younger cats are gonna look at him and you know try to mimic what he's doing. And it's stepping everybody's game up. So Jason Terry definitely, and he brings that confidence to the team, the swagger they need. You know, after every shot, he's going over the fans. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he's getting them hyped up and everything like that. So I, I like that. You know, so that's cool. That's my baller. What I love about him is there's a Pierce where, uh, or that play where Pierce hit the three. There was a Pierce where play at the three. Yeah, uh, and he started pumping everybody yeah, up. Yeah, but he before that, Terry was immediately out, 
just facing the crowd. Yep. He was facing towards where we, where we were sitting in press row. Yep. But he was just immediately. He's already getting them. Yeah. He loves it. He loves to see people scream at him. He loves the moment. He loves the moment. That's what it is. You know, he loves the moment. You know, and he has that million dollar smile. So, you know, he's gonna he's gonna use it. What's up? Do you want to ball out? Do I want to ball out? All right. Well. Kevin Garnett, uh, 20 points, 18 rebounds, which is just sick, nasty, good. But the main reasons I'm going to pick KG are not even the numbers. Uh, reason number one, he made a great pass, as we've already talked about, to Jeff Green for that game-tying three in the first overtime. Yep. Uh, I mean, Green was kind of hesitant with his shot all night, hell, hesitant with his shot all season. But, you know, Garnett has faith in him and hit him with that pass in the corner. A great pass, great unselfish play when the Celtics needed it most. That's reason number one. Reason number two... Garnett played every single second of overtimes one, two, and three. Mm. He's 87 years old, and he's still playing all three overtimes, not missing a second. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's willing to just stick with it and, and play the whole all three overtimes and just, and just you know, really just tough it out. Yeah, he did. Really strong performance from him. He just he he played his guts out. Great game from KG. All right, from one triple OG to another to the other, oh, Paul Pierce. He was the other triple OG, and boy, were the old guys huge tonight. Yeah. Uh, the guy had a triple double. Uh, I don't know if he knows that that's Rondo's job, uh, but <laughs> I really loved how George Carl foreshadowed this entire game in his pregame press conference. <laughs> he said a couple things. He said, one, you know that the Celtics are going to run, and then Pierce and KG are going to have major influence on the offense at the end of the game. And he also said that back when he was coaching Paul, I guess, for Team USA or something like yep. that. Um, he said that Paul, he thought at the time, was a triple-double machine waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Paul puts up that trip dub on him uh, right after he says those comments. Yeah. So George Carl, fortune teller, everybody knows yep. he's a psychic. Uh, but it was just amazing to see how many ways that Pierce impacts his team. The Celtics won 118-114. to 114. I want to thank Evans, Clinchy, Travis Singleton, Celtics blog, Black Athletes on net. Uh, next game for the Celtics, Monday in Charlotte. Then they're here Wednesday against Chicago. Then we're going to be off for a couple of weeks until they come back against, I think it's against the Warriors yep. on uh, Friday the 1st. All right, it's the first game back up yep. in town because they go on a big road streak. Uh, or uh, road trip, that's yeah, the man. word. Because they're on a big road if you will. Right now. Don't forget trade deadline, too. That's right. So we'll we'll bring you coverage on Celtics Blog and CLNS Radio and Slack Off yep. uh, for all this stuff happening over the next couple of weeks. Uh, so for Evans, for Travis, my name is Jared Weiss from CLNS Radio. Celtics win 118 to 114 in triple overtime. This is the Guardian Club.